Hey, and welcome back to Real Estate Accelerate's podcast series, What Every New Agent Asks, Should Ask, and Should Do to Start a Successful Real Estate Career. This is Chuck Dinsmore, and I'll be walking you through this incredible Q&A session today. Just a little bit about my background. I grew up in this business, but I've been licensed since 2000, and I've seen good markets and bad markets as I watched everyone around me struggle with the ups and downs of this crazy profession. Because of these systems and techniques that I'm going to teach you today, I get to have the time to do what I really love, and that is share my knowledge and experience with you. So relax, listen, and enjoy today's core topic on accelerating your business. Now let's get started. The first question we're going to talk about today is, so I passed the test, now what do I do next? Where do I go from here, and what do I do first? Let's take this one step at a time. You've passed the test, and you can go out and sell a home, right? Technically, you're probably right, but realistically, let's think this through. Carpenters have a saying, measure twice and cut once. What this means is, is you should take the time to measure where you are and where you want to be. Jumping right in is important, but you should also know what you're jumping right into, right? So let's start with a plan. Take the time to sit down and make a list of what it is you need to accomplish. You may also want to have a blank calendar handy so you can set due dates for all of these tasks. First and foremost, know your local laws. You just passed the test, and since most of it's probably on law, it should be fresh in your mind. Don't do a memory dump just yet. When exactly are you allowed to begin practicing real estate? Some states have a waiting period, maybe until you get the physical license in hand. Most require you to be registered with a broker before you can perform any services of real estate. Two important things that I just mentioned, though. First, what can you do and what can you not do? Your state has a list of what is considered services of real estate. That is, those services that require a license to perform. Make sure you're doing none of these until you're allowed to do so. You don't want to lose your license now that you've just got it and it's only a day old. Second is working with a broker. So let's talk about this a little more. Choosing a broker is one of the most important decisions affecting your future success and your income. There are many different types of brokerage models out there and it's not one size fits all. You will need to consider what your personal goals are, your current professional expertise, and what levels of support you'll need and you expect from your broker. This is such an important part of your new career that I'll be covering this topic on its own in the next module, so make sure you look for it before finishing your plan. So let's dig into the plan. Here's a general list of the most common things you'll need to get started. You'll want to consider your particular situation and local market and also additional items that apply to you. I'm going to cover 15 things right here, and when you're through with these 15 things, you should have a good framework to work with in order to get started in your business. So, let's write them down. I'm going to number them as we go. Number one, make a written business plan. How many businesses do you know that fail because they never had a plan? Statistically, it's 90%. 90% of all new businesses fail in the first two years because they never had a business plan. So you're starting a business. It's not a hobby. You're not getting into it just so you can save a little bit of commission on Susie's purchase. But what you are doing is that you're starting a business. You want to make an income out of this. But most importantly, you want to make a return on this. You want cash flow. 
So you need to write a plan and you need to know what that plan is and you need to know how your future will fit into that plan. We're going to cover business planning in a separate module as well, but just quickly to tell you to get started, set up a six-month goal. Where do you want to be at the end of six months? How much money do you want to have earned at the end of six months? And we'll come back and we'll do some exercises in some of the other modules on how to do that. Your goal is, is that you want to earn a certain amount of income between now and then. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how you're going to do that. All of the other things I'm going to talk about should go into your business plan. So number two, set a budget, including your savings. So you need to know that getting into this business is not free. It's going to cost you more money. You've already invested in your training. You've already invested in paying your license, and you're about to find out what it costs to join a brokerage. What else is there out there? What other things can you anticipate that you need to pay for in your future? Again, set this up for six months at least, because six months is the most critical period in your new career. You also should include savings. Now, most of you have been told that you need about six months of savings to get into this business, and that's probably right. Our goal is to try to help you make money sooner, but let's err on the side of caution and try to make sure that you have six months of what it takes to survive in your savings, all right? Let's start with a basic budget. Set a budget of what it costs you every month to live, all right? Just what it costs you to pay your mortgage, your car payment, your grocery bill, daycare, whatever it is that you're spending money on on a regular basis that you have to have every month. Then what I'd like you to do is add 20% buffer to this. Increase that number by 20% because I guarantee you, you forgot about some things. So that's what it takes that you need to survive. You also need to include savings. You can't get in this business just to scrape by. If you wanted to live from paycheck to paycheck, you'd stay where you were, right? So it's important that you put aside some money for savings. You need to save money to put in your investment plans, your retirement plans for a rainy day, things like that. You need to save money for future expansion of your business. You don't have to do that yet, but we'll, say, we'll talk about that as we get further along into your business. And most importantly, you need to save money for the IRS. You don't want to be successful at this business only to find out that the government's going to take everything away from you and you're right back where you started. So we typically say save 20% for the IRS, save 10% to put back into your business, save 10% to put back into investment or savings for personal growth, right? So that's 40% right there. That leaves you 60% to cover the operation of your business and your basic expenses. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about a budget. Number three, select a broker. Again, it's very important that you select the right broker to, to work with because this will determine your future. Brokers can provide all different types of services, including what type of training you might need, uh, support on doing contracts. They might have an attorney on staff. There's all different things you need to consider when picking a broker, and it's so important that we're going to cover that entirely in the next module. Number four, determine where you'll work and what supplies you'll need. A lot of agents work out of their home. Some people don't do well working out of their home because they get distracted. They look around and the puppy's wagging his tail and wants to go out. Or maybe you see something that needs to be straightened in the other room and it distracts you away from your focus on your business. So keep that in mind. If you're going to work at home, you need a space to call your office and you need to stick to it. Go to work like you would any other job. Be in your office, on time, on schedule, every single day to do the things you need to do to make yourself successful. If working at home doesn't work for you, 
then you need an office at your brokerage. A lot of brokers will give you the office. A lot of brokers will charge you for that. Also on that one is what supplies you need. Supplies will be determined by where you are. If you are going to have to set up a home office, then you're going to need a computer. You're going to need a printer. You're going to need the ability to fax. Now, there's electronic versions of all of that. Don't go buy a new Mac or a new laptop. I'm sure what you've already got will suffice because really all you need to do is be able to look up the MLS and be able to get email and transmit documents back and forth. Number five, visit your local board. You are a realtor. There are benefits that come with being a realtor, and that is that you have the services provided by your board. There's a lot of free education at your board. There's a lot of samples at your board. There's a lot of statistics at your board that you can use to build your marketing materials and also to learn very quickly how to be successful in this business. So visit your board, see what educational offers they have, see what other materials they have, and they'll be happy to sit down with you and get you started. One of the things that they may or may not do is set you up in the MLS until you have a broker. Education. I bet you thought you were through with going to school, right? No, you've just started. Education is also very important. Find out what your board offers. Most boards offer something called the first 100 days, and that is a good orientation class to take. It's usually a half-day or a full-day class. They kind of get your framework started on your future career and working within your market. Another thing about education is look at what your broker will offer. We'll talk about education further when we talk about your planning, but there's a lot out there. It can be overwhelming, but for now, start with your board. Number seven, develop your SOI. You're going to hear SOI a lot. SOI means sphere of influence. These are the people that you know, like your friends, your family, your former co-workers, or if you're working part-time, your current co-workers. These are people that you have influence over. They're the ones that are going to help you get started in your business because they're the ones that are going to be the most forgiving of mistakes that you're going to make. Yes, you're going to make mistakes, but we're going to try to minimize those. So what I want you to do is, is get a separate notebook or a separate piece of paper or start a separate Excel file on your computer and start writing down every single person you know. The very best thing to do is to just take some time quietly away from any distraction, about 20 minutes, get out a notepad and just writing down every single person you know. I don't care if you just met them on the subway or if maybe there's someone you take your dry cleaner to or the bank teller, if you know their name, write them down. Very important. We can come back later and we can trim it down to the people that are important. But it's important to start out knowing who your sphere is, who are the people around you. Number eight, familiarize yourself with the paperwork. Again, we can come back to the board for this, or you can go to your new broker for this, but it's extremely important that you know these contracts as soon as possible because you will get taken advantage of if you do not. And you need to understand what's going on. You can get in legal trouble for this. You can get into errors and omissions issues for this, and you can lose your license over this. So it's important that you understand the paperwork quickly. Find what courses are being taught on contracts, either at your board or at your broker, and get in there. Get a copy of all the contracts you would normally use and bring them home and read them. Fill them out. Practice on your own house. Make notes all over it so that you can ask your broker about the questions that come up. Number nine, learn the MLS. 
The MLS is your blood. It is the information that you have that you control and that you can massage and present to your clients. Yes, they have access to Realtor.com. They have access to Trulia. They have access to everything online. But the MLS is the most current information out there. And it's so much more than just listings of homes for sale. It's how much they've sold for. It's a history of how long they've been on the market. It's statistics about the entire neighborhood. There's a lot of information on your MLS that you have the power to control. And that's mainly what people are paying you for. Knowledge and information that you bring and the experience you bring to help them with their transactions. So learn your MLS. Again, there are courses at your board. I strongly encourage you to take them. There's also online courses available for most MLS systems. Number 10, how do you work with buyers and sellers? They are two different types of customers and you need to understand how to work with each one of those. And it's so important we're going to do separate modules on that as well. Basically, when you're doing your forms, learn which ones go with the buyer and which ones go with the sellers. Number 11, make your friends and family your guinea pigs. All right, take your blank contracts. Go to your friend's house and list his house. No, don't make him sign it. You don't really have to put it on the market unless he really wants to. But make him a guinea pig and practice everything you would possibly do as if you were going to list that house. Take your sister out and show her homes. Sell her a new home. Who knows? She might decide to buy something after all. But take them out and learn how to work with buyers and how to work with sellers. Number 12, discover your market. Drive around. That is the easiest thing to do to discover your market. In addition to driving around and seeing what's on the market and what's available, what the neighborhoods look like, what the style of homes are like, you can also go to open houses. Most markets have what they call broker's opens. A broker's open is typically a daytime open house that is almost exclusively for brokers. You can go to these open houses, and you should. It gives you an opportunity to introduce yourself to other agents in the market, and it gives you a greater opportunity to learn what's out there, learn what's inside these homes. All right, number 13, consider your systems. What systems are you going to need to set up your business? Now, we're going to come back to that again in a separate session. Keep in mind what you may need. Is there a system your broker requires? Is there a process from contract to closing that you have to follow? Is there a system you have to stay in touch with your customers? So keep that in mind as you're developing your business. Every single thing that you systemize makes your life easier. Number 14, find a mentor. Find someone at the board or find someone in your brokerage that is willing to give you advice, who's willing to be a friend. Ask them if you can go out with them on a listing appointment or go out with them when they're with a buyer. You know, you'll be quiet, sit in the back seat, keep out of things, just listen. When you're done, after their customer has left, then ask them the questions you have. That's probably one of the best ways to learn. But if you go up to them and say, hey, if you'll help me with my first transaction, I'll split it with you. You will learn so much more and it will be the best investment you ever made in your education and your career. And number 15, training. Did I mention education? Education, education, education. If we stop learning, we're dead. You have to constantly learn. So find out again what's offered at your board. Learn what's coming up over the next 12 months for training and look to those classes and see how they can help you. If you're a new agent, a lot of these classes will serve as your continuing education requirement for your post-licensure. If you're an agent that's been licensed for more than a year or two, you may just need your regular continuing education courses. One of my favorite things to do is to find classes out there that give me CE credits that teach me something I've never learned before. It's always exciting to do something different and learn something new. I recommend you taking your GRI. GRI stands for Graduate Realtor Institute. It does fill in the blanks for a lot of them 
information that you didn't get in your school. Many times the GRI 1 course, it's three courses, but the GRI 1 course will suffice for your continuing education requirements for your new license. So there they are. Those are the 15 areas that you need to consider. Just quickly one more time. Number one, make a written plan. Number two, set a budget. Number three, select a broker. Number four, determine where you work and what supplies you'll need. Number five, visit your board. Number six, education. Number seven, develop your sphere of influence. Number eight, familiarize yourself with the paperwork. Number nine, learn the MLS. Number 10, how to work with buyers and sellers. Number 11, make your friends and family your guinea pigs. Number 12, discover your market. Number 13, consider your systems. Number 14, find a mentor. Number 15, training and education. I look forward to talking to you on the next one. We will talk about brokerage, so look for that one. And there's also going to be other modules available for many of these other areas themselves. Hey, so that about wraps it up for today's session. As always, you can visit our site at www.hearchuck.com to ask your own questions and to subscribe to our series. It's absolutely free. If you like what you've heard today, please share the link with a friend and invite them to join you. If you really like it, go to the site and leave a rave review. I'm not above bribery, so if you leave a review, then forward a copy to me. I'll send you a free bonus by email. Just go to our site www.hearchuck.com Thanks again for listening. Remember to excel in everything you do. Live, love, and laugh fully, and most of all, make the world a better place. This is Chuck Finsmore, and I'll be speaking to you soon. So here's the required legalese. We are not attorneys. We do not give legal advice. We do not play attorneys on TV, nor do we give accounting advice. For that advice, please seek legal counsel or accounting or other licensed professional within the field that you're looking for. We also do not make recommendations to replace what your broker policy is. So if you have any questions at all, please check with your broker and make sure that you are adhering to their policies first, as well as the state laws in your area. The previous podcast is a production of Seaclear Academy and Chuck Dinsmore, copyright 2013 by Seaclear Academy. Duplication in any form whatsoever is expressly prohibited without written permission and will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. For further information, please visit our website at www.seaclearacademy.com.